You're listening to the Common Fan Podcast, a Husker football podcast for the common fan by the common fan. Welcome back from the common fans to the common fans. This is the Common Fan Podcast. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast's new YouTube channel, please make sure to do that at youtube.com slash at commonfangbr. You can also follow us on Twitter at at commonfangbr. Send us an email to commonfangbr at gmail.com and make sure to find us and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. I am TJ Burkle. With me, as always, are Maddie Owens Sr. and Geoff in Lincoln. Good evening, boys. Hey, oh, TJ. Good evening, sir. <laughs> What's happening? How are we tonight, boys? We're doing well. I feel yeah. great. Yeah, feeling good. How are you? How are you doing? I'm good. There, you know, there are mixed emotions in uh, in Huskerville tonight. The uh, the Nebraska bat. So we're recording on Sunday night, December seventeenth. The Nebraska men's basketball team had another big win, a decisive win over Kansas State yes. today. Unfortunately, the women's volleyball team um, got uh, got beat by the Texas Longhorns yes. in Ooh. the national title mm. game. Mm. Let's take a moment and just hats off to the women and the volleyball team and to Coach John Cook and that whole program. Uh, it really was a magical year, starting with the sellout at Memorial Stadium, setting the record yep. for any women's sporting event anywhere in history, um, all the way through winning the Big Ten championship um, and getting to the finals. That's a young team. They do not have a senior on the team, so they will be back, and uh, we expect uh, we expect big things uh, from this team, and, and we have a lot to look forward to there. Back on the positive side, guys, we also are awaiting some big recruiting news, hopefully any minute now or any day uh, between now and Wednesday. And he has. TJ, for the he's love okay. of God, He looks okay? like he's okay. Oh, my God. I just had to mute it there. I felt a cough coming, but I suppressed it as long as I could. And then I, then I had to hit mute and just coughed up a lung there. All right. You're okay. He's oh, still that, with that us, swig. That so swig of, of ice cold, <laughs> light domestic beer oh, really helped. Really helped my cough. Put out that fire. That'll do her. <laughs> anyway, uh, the elephant in the room. It's not even really an elephant in the room. Hopefully, the number one quarterback in the nation, high school quarterback recruit in the nation, Dylan Rayola, is set to commit to the Huskers any day now. He mm-hmm. has been in Lincoln all weekend. He was. What did we see pics on Twitter? Was he at the women's? basketball game or was he i at think he was at a wrestling i think he was at wrestling maybe at wrestling, some point this weekend or yeah last night. and then i think yeah i think women's women's hoops so he's there he's got the family yeah. in town his uncle obviously donovan Rilla is the offensive line coach um everybody who's anybody in the recruiting world has predicted that he's going to end up a cornhusker so awaiting that exciting news and then we've also got um this interest or intrigue involving Casey Thompson. So Nebraska's starting quarterback in 2022 was at Florida Atlantic this year and what played four or five games and then ended up having season ending surgery. 
Yeah. He's returning to college. He's between COVID and injury waivers. He's returning to college for like a seventh year. Ended up in Lincoln over the last few days. Um, and at first it was like, well, he's just visiting his buddies and he went to school there. So he's got friends there. Next thing you know, he posted some fairly cryptic message, but I think it was like him in a Husker uniform on Instagram. Hmm. Um, we don't have answers there, but but that's How fairly intriguing. As well. I, th I think that twenty five. I think that Instagram thing has since been debunked. TJ, I think that might have been fake. Fake. Oh, I yeah. didn't see that. Well, somebody, you. yeah, somebody had sent that to me, and then in the replies, they were like, "He never posted that on Instagram. It's not even there." So, okay, okay. Well, well, no. Supposedly it was to. Um, okay, I just learned about this, guys. The kids now, they have one Instagram page for the world. And then they have, that's the, that's the Finsta page, the fake. Oh, okay. Ah. Or, or one, one of them's the Finsta. And then one yeah. of them is your more private Instagram account mm. for just your close friends. And I did see someone on Twitter mention this is for his like smaller oh. friends account. Well, so maybe what it was heck? on that. Okay. Um, um, now, none of us are, as far as I know, you guys, none of us are actually friends with him on Instagram or follow him on Instagram or whatever you connected with him on Instagram no. on, either, on any, on any no. of the accounts, as far no. as you know, as far as you know, as far, right, right, right. So anyway, some intrigue there. I mean, it would certainly make sense to add a, a seasoned veteran to go along with, I mean, it looks good for the Huskers to land Rayola. It's now trending our last episode with Gary Sharp. We thought maybe Danny Kalen from Bellevue West, who has been a Husker commit and currently is a Husker commit had one foot out the door to go to Michigan state. It looks like it's trending back toward the Huskers. So that's, that's two what a roller coaster top. Yeah. Two top Dear quarterbacks Lord. in the country. One of them who's, who's staying home, hopefully. And another one who's, a, who's part of the, the extended big red family. That'd be a huge haul. Um, and then how great would it feel if you add a season veteran? I mean, I, I know we've got friends who are commenting on it, people on social media. I'd be fine with Casey Thompson running it back one more yeah. time. And mentoring the young guys and, yeah. you know, and see where the competition goes. Maybe Royal is good enough. Maybe he, he wins the job, but I think let's have Thompson be part of the, be part of the program again. And I think he always enjoyed his experience at Nebraska. And I, I think that'd be fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at it last year. We had, we had to, you know, use three quarterbacks. I mean, yeah. God forbid we, you know, fingers crossed we get, we get Dylan. And then, you know, but God forbid something happens to him and he's injured. And then we're looking at, okay, it's if Purdy's still here, who knows? And then we've got Kalen and and then and then who? Um, I mean, maybe we go back to William Wallace, but I think at this point, I know maybe that ship has sailed. Um, but it wouldn't be a bad thing to have a, a super old guy, a seventh year senior with a, like with a mortgage and and yeah. multiple <laughs> auto loans and two, two and a half know, kids in a portfolio. Yeah, guys got, got a port, guys got a portfolio. Wouldn't be bad to have somebody like that stepping in and, and taking snaps. Right. So Scott listen, Macula, as, of, as, of, yes. <laughs> as of this recording, just past 9 30 PM central time on Sunday, December 17th, all of this, none of this officially has been settled yet. It's a little bit in flux. We don't have a firm, final answer from Rayola or a public answer anyway. Um, Danny Kalen is posted cryptically on, on Twitter, but we don't have a final answer from him. The Casey Thompson thing may or may not be something at all. So we're kind of waiting on this. Um, 
National Signing Day for the early period is Wednesday, December 20th. So again, we should have answers on all of this very soon. Uh, it is a little bit of silly season uh, when it comes to recruiting. Hopefully, actually, too, you know, Gary Sharp told us last week that, you know, Rayola was not only committed to the Huskers, but recruiting other guys to try to join him. So other maybe we'll get some, maybe we'll get some good surprises as well in the run-up to signing day. So um We've just had we've had some awesome guests lately, guys. Um, we we had a couple of weeks ago we had Omaha World Herald legend Tom Chattel, Gary Sharp from sixteen twenty the Zone was on last week and had some phenomenal insight. It was great timing with everything going on with the quarterback situation. Yeah, um, and both of those guys just had some great sort of big picture thoughts, you know, relating to the football program as well and kind of the direction of the program. Jake Muleheisen stopped by um, to give us to, uh, a basketball update. Um, and we and should hey, have and back to back wins since we had Jake. Yep. And well, listen, the Husker basketball team is undefeated since Jake Muehlheisen joined the Common Fans. <laughs> I don't think that's a coincidence. I think not. No coincidence. That's too, like that's not too small. That's Michigan State. Those are two good wins. Not small wins. Yeah. Well, yeah. If 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 the Common Fans saw what Michigan State did to Baylor uh, yesterday, right? just absolutely yeah. obliterated. What are they? Sixth ranked Baylor, number six Baylor. That, exactly. and, and you know what I think. We kind of alluded to that on the pod, and I think Jake said something about that too. It's like you'd rather play him now yep. than later in the season because, guys, that's going to end up being a really good quality win for the Huskers. It is. Be, it is. Mich- Michigan State always gets better. Like you said, you said, Matt, they'll end up like a, a seven seed in the tournament and they'll go yep. to the Final Four or something. Yeah. Oh, for Thomas sure. always coaches them up. That's for sure. So, so make those, make sure to check out those other episodes, common fans. Um, I think you'll have, you'll find a lot to enjoy there. Part of the reason I bring that up though, is uh, we have put off doing an end of season review, recap, autopsy, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's been over three weeks since the Iowa game where TJ, Matt and Jeff were all in attendance on that very cold day. And we were almost able to pull the Huskers across the finish line, but we couldn't quite uh, couldn't quite get there. But but we've got some good insight from the guests that we've had, just kind of on the on the on the, since the post you know, since the season ended, um, and kind of about sort of the coaching staff and where the team is going and all those sorts of things. So it's time for the common fans to take our crack at it and uh, do our own recap of the 2023 season. So I'm really excited about this. Um, here's what we've done. So we've picked a handful of big picture topics, items, themes, areas of interest. And we, what we did was we, we, we decided on the sort of the criteria, the topics, but we have not shared our answers with each other. We have not really discussed it at all other than deciding what the topics were going to be. So we all have our own lists, our own answers, but other than that, we're flying blind as to what the other guys might say. So we're just going to dive into this, and this should be a lot of fun. We, we're going to start with with a spicy one, I thought, to kind of get the juices flowing here. Um, the first one we came up with was, who was your most hated opposing team and or coach in 2023? G- I feel like I know what both of you is going to say on this. So, Geoff, why don't you go first? I know what you're going to say. Okay. If you know what I'm going to say um, – can I just say that when I was making this list? Sorry, but like, you but you say I'm not going to say it. I I was making this list. I'm like, God, man, I I I hate a lot of people. <laughs> 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 to decide. I was going through this list. I'm like, God, I kind of hate that guy. Yeah, I definitely hate that dude. Hate that team. Um, so it was close for me. But let's see if you got your guess right, TJ. I went with PJ Fleck. Yes, um, I knew. I can't. It. I, knew I can't it. stand him. He's, <laughs> he's gimmicky. 
He wears the stupid sweater looking thing with a tie for every game. I don't, I don't think he actually even coaches. I think he just gives motivational speeches. He's a used car salesman, a snake oil salesman. I can't stand <laughs> that guy. He drives me nuts. And I mean, this is coming from like other teams we play, I, like Prime and Ferentz were in that conversation, especially sure. Brian. But PJ Fleck <laughs> just drives me freaking crazy. I can't stand the guy. If I saw him at a bar, I'd probably dump a pitcher of beer on his head. That's how I, how much I just cannot stand this dude. God, I hope I'm there for that. If that happens, yeah, me too. I will be there to bail you out of jail when you do that. Yeah, we'll we'll pay the bail. We'll get the common fame. We'll do a right, GoFundMe. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Thanks, guys. All right. Uh, excellent choice, Gia. First yeah. of all, second was of that all, right? I, was that, that's I a good that, one. That's what I. That's yeah. where I thought you were going to go. I know how yep. you feel about PJ, uh, but that's a strong one, Matteo. What about you? Uh, so I did. Uh, I did hate most hated team and coach, and they're not from the same program um let's let's hate away let's hate so uh i'm gonna let the hate flow through me here guys um the the team for me it's got to be iowa i mean for me that's the only the only right answer i just uh you know wisconsin's just just dominated us uh since we joined the big 10 i can't there's nothing there's not i I hate that we can't get over the hump and beat those guys even even when we're as talented or better um but it's still iowa I mean, just how they win. They win so ugly, and it's just, it just makes me want to throw up uh, watching them and, play good defense and tackle and and get a get a play on special teams, and that's how we win. It's just the worst brand of football, and you know, there's a reason. Like one of my favorite generic, yeah. Well, I mean, one of my favorite Twitter follows is sick is the Sickos Committee, and it's like. I feel like three years running, Iowa's the Sickos Committee National Champion just because of the, <laughs> the disgusting ways in which they win football games. Um, so it's still Iowa. And, um, and, and, and if I could just piggyback on that, you're you're spot on. And not only that, like it it always like we are all we are and always will be better than Iowa. And it drives yeah. me nuts that we lose to them. Like it just it like it, it always feels like we're even even when we uh, anyway, you're you're spot on. We right, are right. We should never and, it does, lose to and it doesn't matter what our record is. They still treat it like it's the gosh darn Super Bowl. Like I'm we're, me and Jeff are at the game, you know, the Iowa game. We're walking out uh-huh. and these guys, these Iowa fans that are there for the game are running around, whooping it up like they just the like beaters. they just won the freaking national championship. I'm yeah. like, what a bunch of D-bags. Like you, you just beat a five-win football team. Like, what are you so right. excited about? But, we, but it's just so that we are still like on their minds all yep. the time like this. I I've seen a little bit on Twitter with the Dylan Raiola stuff and they just like are disgusted and can't believe it. Like that guy would be. And it, even though there's like family connections, maybe they don't get that with, with, you know, Don, you know, his dad playing there and Donovan being the coach there, but it's like, they still yeah. don't understand why we can get a guy like that and they can't. And there's a reason why you nailed it. TJ, we are better than them. We will always be better than them. throw the we're, records we're, out the window. We're a better brand. And it yep. just, it drives me like our, probably worst stretch of football in history, in the history of, of football has been the last seven or eight years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it just so happens like there, that's been probably arguably their best stretch and the best they can do is uh, lose the conference championship game and they're yeah. be- in their best stretch of football. So it just mm-hmm. drives me nuts that we've sort of collided with them in, in our period in the big 10, when we have not been great, admittedly, um, but I mean, that's going to change, guys. I have no doubt that's going to change. We're going to keep playing them every year. It's going to even out. We're going to start beating them again. I have no doubts about this. Oh, for but sure. it just, so you're spot on, Matteo. I was just in those damn wind turbines. Just, I hate those. <laughs> <laughs> I had it. 
Oh, so my my coach was a different one though. Um, and you and you the way you you worded the question, TJ, was in 2023. Um, so I feel I like this like, year, I just meant who who we played. Yes. So this yeah. year and probably next year too, next fall. Uh, and we've talked about the, him at, on the pod a lot. The whole college football world has talked about him a lot. But I'm yeah. I got his, I'm going with Coach Prime. Um, and again, I I like Dion, but I think the thing that has made me hate him this year is the amount of coverage, media coverage that he's gotten, and yet his team went four and eight. Like Sports yeah. Illustrated's put Sports him on the cover, the Sportsman, Sportsman of the, of the Year, year. and for yeah. what? Like honest <laughs> to God, like because because. You got a bunch of media coverage. Like, I don't get how that makes somebody the sportsman of the year. So, you know, again, I I, I like Dion. Um, I if he was doing this somewhere else, maybe I would just like not care or I'd be more intrigued and interested in rooting for him a little bit more if it yeah. wasn't at Colorado. Um, but that's my answer for, for most hated coach in 2023. Um, it's Dion Sanders. So that's interesting. So I'm that 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 parlays well uh, nicely into mine so i my most hated team from our schedule in 23 is colorado yeah um, okay and i'll tell and i don't but i don't i don't hate prime i'm with you like right I don't, I don't like i actually there's some flash there there's some sometimes it's obnoxious or whatever if you i i think i told you guys i used to listen to and watch his speeches on twitter before he was even at colorado like mm-hmm. the guy preaches old school values. He preaches hard work and accountability. Yes. There's a lot of flash and whatever, but I don't like, I actually sort of admire what he says and what he does and all of that. And Hey, he gets credit. They went from one and 11 to four and eight. He should get credit for that. Um, so I, I did not include prime in this. So let me get first, give you thoughts on Colorado and then I'll expand on what you just said, Matt. Yes. So, like Colorado to me, they're irrelevant. They are like, they are irrelevant. Yeah. yeah. We are, are, we are 49. That series is 49, 21 and two, the Huskers with 49 wins, Colorado with 21 wins and then two ties. Um, they're not like, they're not in our ballpark. They're not remotely the same program as we are. They had a couple of good quote unquote national championship caliber teams. And what was it? The late eighties or early nineties. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. They're not a blue blood. They're not, they don't have history. They're garbage. They're a garbage. They're they're a poverty program. They can barely afford to pay prime. Okay. So like mm. I can't stand losing to them because they're an afterthought. I don't consider them a rival because it was never a problem to beat them. Because we always right. kick their ass. Right. Right. And it drives yep. me nuts. The two games of the frost era when we played them, we handed them those games. Oh, yeah. Those yeah. were those were should have won, not could have won, should have won. That first one, yes, it was close, but there are about five different plays. The one that sticks in my mind is it was third and long. Martinez was hurt. Andrew Bunch hits J.D. Martinez or, uh, um, J.D. Spielman in the hands for what would have been a first down to ice the game, and then we wouldn't have we wouldn't have had we could have just kneeled it from there, and Spielman dropped the ball. Yeah. But there were about five different plays like that where we had the game in hand and just lost it. The second time we were up seventeen nothing at halftime, and then stuff hit the fan. This year kind of a mess. We don't have to, we've talked about that. Um, but it just drives me absolutely nuts. Clearly it's getting under my skin more than I want to admit, but mm. like they're, they're, they're not even remotely in the conversation with Nebraska when it, when we're talking about great college football programs. So like I, the, the blood never boils that much when we go into a game with them because they're not on our level. And we never right. like for a year when we were growing up, we never had to think about it. They could that 94, 
when what, what we were two and they were three or vice versa and Cordell Stewart and company came into town and we, it wasn't even a game. We beat them 24 to seven. We handled, we manhandled them. So that's how I think about Colorado. So it drives me all the more nuts when we, when we beat them to your point about the, the hype, Matty O I am of the firm belief that, and even like professional journalists fall into this. It's clear that if you either jump on the hype train or like get, come out really strong against them, Either way, like that, for whatever reason, maybe it's prime, it's probably prime, whatever. It generates a reaction from people. And so people do this for clicks and for follows, in my opinion. Right. RG3 does it. Uh, That guy, RJ Young, I think is a sport, a Fox Sports guy, does it. Mm -hmm. Um, This other blue blood bias Twitter account. I don't know if you guys follow that. Mm -mm. It's a, I mean, they're, they're, they're putting, they're, they're the ones that put out there that, Colorado is going to be in the playoff and Shadour is going to win the Heisman, et cetera. <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw it. I saw they put them in their, in their, uh, in their, they put, they put that, them in their uh, preseason top 25. They got Colorado in there. That's, that's what they call that's a, clickbait. I mean, that's what the kids call clickbait, guys. Yeah, totally. totally. They, totally. they did put, a, they did put us in the preseason top 25, though, too. They put Nebraska in there. No, I'll take it. And that's realistic. Okay. Be, all right. Good for them. Be, yep. mm-hmm. Actually, kind of like those guys now. Actually, it turns out they're okay. I'll follow them. They're trying to be provocative. They're trying to get followers and, and clicks and what we all play that game to some extent, but um, not us. I just, no, we don't, of course. No, we don't. No. We just, we're just <laughs> no. interested in putting out thoughtful, interesting content that the fan base will like. Not biased at all. Uh, no, not at all. Um, but I just, look, I just think that's probably like a six or seven win team next year because, you know, they're going to the big 12, which is an easier conference, but they still got to beat Oklahoma state and Kansas is good now and Kansas state. And then they got to play Utah. Who's now in the big 12 and Arizona's good now and Arizona state. And then their non-conference, they go, they go North Dakota state, Nebraska, Colorado state in the non-conference. I don't think I, they may win all three, but they could lose one or two of those. They might not. Yeah. They might not even beat North Dakota state. Like, North Dakota that's... state might come in and just shove it down their throat. Yeah. You know, North Dakota state's the t- kind of team that could take the ball away on defense and hold it for yeah. 12 minutes at a time on offense and really frustrate the hell out of them. So Anyway, I just, it's, it's just, you know, anyway, I, we, we it's just... take it easy. All right. Okay. Good Lord. <laughs> I can feel your anger. It makes <laughs> you stronger. Blow through you. <laughs> all right. We're onto the Star Wars. We're onto the Palpatine imitations already. <laughs> okay. Well, that was Didn't a take we wanted, we wanted to start with that one to get the blood flowing. We'll, we'll do a couple serious topics and we're going to end on a fun one too. All right, guys, what got better in 2023 i'm guessing there's at least one that we'll all say maddie yeah. i will start with you on this one i think um for me the, and these go hand in hand um defensively ob- i mean that's the obvious one anything anything defensively but but tackling and pursuit of the ball so like guys getting to the ball but then there was ra- we rarely rarely had missed tackles or guys breaking tackles there was a lot of gang tackling and um, obviously that's, you know, credit to Tony White and his defensive staff. I mean, that's been well-documented. Um, that was the blatant glaring. Like if you watch football, you could see that. And I feel like we saw it like really early on, like the first game against Minnesota, it was like, oh, this looks a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and just yeah. the fact that numbers wise that holding them to, you know, holding so many good, good teams, you know, pretty good running teams, uh, to really low rushing totals. Um, I think we all kind of wondered, 
how a three, three, five defense would work in the big 10 when, when they're it's three yards in a cloud of dust, and they're just going to try to jam it down your throat. Um, clearly it worked just fine. So mm-hmm. pursuit and tackling. I had to piggyback off that too. Like they're open on the defense side of the ball. Like their open field tackling was fantastic. That's just one of those ones that like they made the tackles that they had to make in one-on-one situations, which normally you just don't see that a lot of times when it's just one-on-one. So that was, I felt like they did a great job of that too. Um, Owens, do you have anything else you want to add there? That was my main, that was my main one was pursuit and tackling. Gotcha. Um, yeah, you're right, TJ. Everybody's going to say the same thing. Defense clearly um, was yeah. just better. And, and But I will say towards the end, it started off a little rocky, but even offensively, just our own line play, I think got a lot better as the season went on. I felt like our running game definitely picked up. So it didn't start off that great, but since we couldn't pass the ball worth of shit, we had to rely on the run heavily. Um, and I felt like our, Offensive line definitely stepped their game up going farther into the season and creating bigger holes for people like Emmett Johnson to kind of, you know, ground and pound for a few extra yards. So I felt like we did get better in that aspect. A lot more improvement to be had, but definitely for what we were working with, I felt like we definitely had a big time improvement towards the end of the season on that side of the ball. Love that. Good job. Love that, Jeff. Yeah. Do you have anything else, Jeff? No. Okay. So I, I, I totally agree on the defense. Uh, you guys summed it up nicely. Um, we've, we've, we've quoted it before. I'll say it again. Number eight nationally in rushing defense, number 13 in total defense, number 15 in scoring defense. And I just think, you know, the, the big picture thought that sticks in my mind is Tony White shows up. You know, they added a couple guys in the portal and we had some freshmen contribute, but it's a lot of the same guys on a D that's been averaged to bad the several years before that and just completely flip the script. Um, and I think all Husker fans believe that no matter what else is happening in the program, good year, bad year, good team, whatever. Um, we should always have a great defense. Yeah. And it was just so refreshing. It was like, you almost held after the, during the Minnesota game, they started getting stops and you're like, wait, this defense looks really good. And then like, uh, uh, you know, it, it's by about the third or fourth game, you're like, I think we can like, actually count on this defense i think the defense is going yeah. to be really good and it finally like you know clearly they were really good and so um that's just a really huge bright spot huge credit to tony white um and then there's a ton of young guys coming back right yeah. so mm-hmm. um, quentin newsom's leaving because he has no eligibility left he's gonna go try to play in the league good luck uh i think he's got a great chance omar brown i think also has a chance he's going to the league um is there anybody else i think that's it Nash, yeah. Hutmaker, the Polar Bears coming back. Ty Robinson's coming back. Gifford. Gifford's coming back. Um, John Bullock, Bullock said he's coming back. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, um, I mean, they're going to have to. Oh, and we, I guess we lost uh, Reimer. Reimer's uh, doesn't have any eligibility left. And Nick Henrich, I think he had one more year. He's had a couple injuries. He decided not to come yeah. back. I don't know if he's going to try yeah. to play in the league or just be done with football. So we'll have to, like, shore up maybe the linebacker position, maybe a couple spots in the in the defensive backfield. But you know, you kind of at the point already, even after one year where you just trust Tony white to do it, he'll just figure it out. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they've established a strong culture on that, on that side of the ball. So um, just really excited about that. And then the other thing I put was just the foundation of the program. And yeah. it's, it's interesting to me. Cause like, I feel like we all tell ourselves this with every new coach, but yeah. as fans, we never really know for sure. Both Chattel and sharp brought this up unprompted. We didn't ask them about it. They both brought up a variation of the same thing, which was basically 
intangibles, um, like the foundation of the program got better. Expectations, communication of those expectations, sort of the intangible things like effort, um, um, things like that, like basically got better and stronger. And they've, they've, they've you know, Chattel's point was we haven't had a builder maybe since Devaney. And that's no discredit yeah. to, to guys who were successful like Osborne because Osborne inherited something different than what Rule uh, inherited, for instance. But like, I think guys have tried to come in and maybe win quickly or they've tried to come in and do this or that. Uh, again, each each of the previous coaches did good things. We're not here to we're not here to to sort of uh, go over that ground again. But I just think rule has a process. It it does take time. It is it's about not cutting corners. It's about doing things the right way. Hopefully, like what we saw with the defense is ex ex exemplary of. Is that the word? Anyway, is um. You just made that word up. <laughs> an example of I didn't make the word up, but I might have misused it. Anyway, is an example of like what we can expect for the rest of the program to follow. Hopefully, right? But sort of like the foundation of the program, the culture, the expectations. You know, culture is an overused word, but it is really important. Um, yeah. Hopefully, like we still saw those close gut punch losses. Hopefully, as his system continues to take hold, those things start to turn into wins. Yeah, I think so. And 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 I'm I'm kind of sick of the culture word too, but it's it is real. Um I think, you know, I I think we uh we we got Matt Rule at the at the perfect time. Where I mean, we've referenced I don't know how many times on this on this program that we're like as Husker fans, we are just so beaten down and just abused and we still keep showing up, but we um, you know, hope's a powerful thing and I think what I, I personally I've thought about this a lot and even going back to even before before this season started when Matt Rule was kind of ramping things up. I mean, he's a motivator, right? He the guy's gonna win the press conference. And from what we've seen, I and I wanted to bring this up too. I'd loved that YouTube series kind of to give us a look inside the locker room. His speeches. And the guy just has a way with words and how to yeah. motivate. I oh, mean, yeah. he's motivating the team. He's motivating the fan base, and this yep. whole, this whole OOU one of us thing. Like, I've always felt like, okay, what's what's one thing? Football terminology, all that aside, X's and O's aside, what's one word that I associate with Nebraska football? I think of family. I just do. We watch the games with our family. We have memories with our families. It's like we're when when the when on a Saturday, on a college football Saturday, when Nebraska's playing football, I feel like a family member with with the 1.8, 1.9 million people in the state of Nebraska. And I think Matt Rule has tapped into something to have it all yeah. kind of be like it's all of us. It's I'm we're glad. it's gonna take all of us to get this thing, this ship righted and to get it going the way we want it to. It's gonna take the 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 players, the coaches. The administration, the fans all have to be united for one purpose. And I think he knows that. And I think through through all his actions and all his words and everything, he's tapped into something. And and I and I and that's the best way I can describe it. But it feels like we're all kind of together a little bit more than we had been in quite a while. And sure. uh, and I'm gonna stop because I might choke up and start crying <laughs> because I just love it. And I want, and I want it so bad to work out. I'm really, I'm totally, totally drinking the rule aid. Um, even despite the, the, you know, the four game losing streak to end the year, there's, there's good things on the horizon boys. I, uh, I'm, I'm glad that you said that because like, I don't, granted 
I've only been to mainly Husker football games. I've been to one Notre Dame USC. It was a great game. Fantastic experience, by the way. Mm, South Bend is just a magical place. Here we go again. Beautiful. Cares, Jeff. Okay, sorry. (laughs) But like a good example is when we were at the Iowa game, Matt. Like I told this to some coworkers and my wife even. Like I didn't do this at a Notre Dame game. She doesn't listen to you. You keep your (laughs) sorry. sorry. My wife's name out of your mouth. (laughs) Okay, Uh, Will. Okay, Will Smith. (laughs) (laughs) But. Like only at a Nebraska game, like whenever there was something good happened, it didn't matter what it was. Like there was some dudes sitting in front of us, complete strangers, but like, I was like hopping on some guy's back, like <laughs> putting him like borderline headlock or like a complete stranger. I'm like punching him in the rib cage after we get a first down. And afterwards I'm like, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I'm just really excited. And he's like, it's all good, brother. It's all good. Like <laughs> the complete strangers, just yeah. camaraderie. I just love it. It's so yeah, awesome. your, your best friend. Yeah. No, yeah, your your best friends in those in those in those uh those stadium bleacher seats for three hours or so and uh and then you get kicked in the groin at the end and you lose the game and you walk away and never speak to that person again. I'll, I'll never see that guy ever again. I have no, no idea who he is. Seemed like a genuinely good person though. Yeah, he's sitting he's sitting around talking company? he's sitting around right now talking about the little leprechaun with the mustache who kept jumping on him during the Iowa game. <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna believe this sweetheart but this little dude would not keep, get off me i keep having nightmares about it <laughs> all right well that you guys did a good job putting a bow on it um and i think that's you know i feel like for a long time we wanted to believe in this thing or that thing but i feel like for the first time in a long time we we have something firm and concrete that we can hope for and believe in and so hopefully you know, we got to see that play out in 2024 and beyond, but um, hopefully that foundation is set for next year. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next category top. We each pick top three players in 2023. Um, I'll, I'll go first on this one. Um, you know, for me, the first one I picked was Luke Reimer. Um, just that guy is such a baller for, I mean, he started, he got on the field as a true freshman. Did he start as a true freshman? Maybe I can't remember. I don't think so. He got a lot of playing time though. He got a lot of playing time. He's out of eligibility now, but he's been such a stalwart. I mean, he's just the kind of guy he'd have, you know, six, eight, 12 tackles in a game. Sometimes he'd be on the highlight reel. Sometimes he wouldn't, but he always did his job. He always played hard. He played injured a lot. Um, And so some of this is because he had yet another great year, but then I also just wanted to put him on the list just as a, as a tip of the cap for, his effort and and what he's done and what he's meant to the program for the last um, you know, for his entire career. And I think also hopefully in the next two or three years, the program turns a corner. We become that winning program again, consistently. I think we're going to look back on, on this season and guys like Reimer who helped anchor it and set the tone uh, and, and, and he'll be part of the reason for that success. And he can take credit for some of that success. Um, number two for me was Nash. Hutmaker, the polar bear, um, really exploded onto the scene this year. I think we've all been excited about him since since he came to Nebraska as a recruit and really became, I think, one of the best defensive linemen in the country this year. Super excited to have him back. Um, the third one might surprise you guys. I'm not sure. Well, I'm just going to say uh, I went ahead with William uh, Heinrich Harburg, a.k.a. William Wallace. Um, and I'll tell you why. Um, I, you know, I'm not sure he was one of our three best players in 2023. I'm not sure he's ever going to take a snap at quarterback for Nebraska again. Right. Yeah. We have new, they're right. clearly exploring their options in the portal. Um, who knows what that looks like for him in the future. Um, but man, the kid battled his 
guts out. He, he went five and one as a starter. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Went five and one as a starter. Um, and you know, some, I mean, some games he just took an absolute beating. He's a heck of an athlete. I hope they keep finding ways to get him on the field. But uh, he deserves all the credit and praise um, just for, for what he did this year. And he went out there and he led. By all accounts, the team responded to him. He led the team to several victories. Um, and again, the, the biggest thing that stuck out to me was just the, the guts and the effort, man. We, uh, there's a reason we called him William Wallace yeah. after every game uh, because he's a total warrior. So those are my three. Um, Geoff? Uh, God, now I, I don't even want to mention Chubba now after that. I was going to put him on the list, but you're right, TJ. Like, I didn't even think about that. Like, Of course with- I'm right. Well, you should, you should stick with your list. Stick to your guns, Jeff. William Wallace, though, you're right, man. That dude, I've totally forgot about that guy just taking lick after lick. The dude does not slide. He's just lowering his shoulder right. and just taking right. it. Did not know how to slide. Time. No. And I, so I, I tend to agree with you there. I was going to say Chuba, too, just because, you know, at the beginning of the season, I remember whenever anything went wrong, people were like, how come we don't even give Purdy a shot? Like, is he that bad? Do we have that big of a problem? that we can't even trust him at all to put him in regardless. And I feel like, you know, as you said this, he didn't win a game under with us, but uh, I just, he looked good. I thought he played well for the most part. Yeah. He threw some pretty bad interceptions in game time decisions, but we, we asked, you know, we call the plays. We, we put him in those situations too. So I felt like he did a pretty good job just because when we needed him, he got, I think we got what we asked him to be honest with you, but the other two um, defensive side of the ball, Quentin Newsome, you said TJ, you mentioned him a little while ago. I had him on my list. Um, it's no secret. I'm a fan of the, uh, the sexy play <laughs> and the blocked field goal. If you would have had me make that list a few months ago, I, I was sold immediately with that block field goal return during the Purdue game. That was so freaking awesome. <laughs> it hasn't happened since 2014. I'm a sucker for that type of shit. So um, and in that same game, I'm pretty sure that's when we dropped a, it was either a kickoff or a punt. And he was, that was a game changing moment where had Purdue landed on that ball, we could be taught. That would have been another loss for us. I yeah. Think, potentially. And he, he was you know, Johnny on the ready. spot there. He was right there for it. So, um, big props to him. And then the other one, uh, Emmett Johnson, we were talking about the O-line, just our running game got better and he did a really good job of ground and pound and. He was good for, he, he reminds me of, you know, you can put aside his personal life right now, but Frank Gore, workhorse, like just put <laughs> your head down and run type guy. Um, those are my top three. That's why I was rolling with. I was going to say some other defensive players, but I figured we were going to hit all of those on the board yeah. anyways, because the yeah. whole defensive side. I, of the yeah. I think we can say, the, credit, I think we'd say so. the whole defense. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So um, I love Emma Johnson too. I'm super excited about Emma Johnson's future. Matty O. Well, I'll, I'll take care of the defensive players for you then, Jeff. Um, <laughs> Thank you. You know, I, I had there's a little bit of overlap there, but I had an honorable honorable mention just in case um, in case somebody else mentioned um, any of my guys. Um, so uh, Polar Bear, which we already mentioned. So then I've got a backup to that. But I'm a big Jamari Butler guy. Um, pretty sure he led us in sacks. I think five and a half or six sacks on the season. It was just always, always getting after the passer, always in the backfield and a high, it feel like it feels like a high energy guy, um, coming off the edge. Uh, and so I'm super excited to have him back next year and see, um, if, if he can get even better 
um, because he was pretty damn good this year. Um, So Polar Bear, Jamari Butler. And then a guy that, for me, if I had to give one corn cob for the whole season, I feel like it should go to somebody that maybe improved or surprised us. Ty Robinson, guys, elevated his play this year big time. Like something, some kind of switch flipped with that guy this year. And as a, as a former defensive tackle, watching that guy just wreak havoc, plug up plug up the running lanes, um, get after the quarterback, and just be a general leader on the defensive line. I couldn't be more excited to have a guy coming back. Um, I think he's he's kind of unlocked something, and I can't wait to see what he does next year. Um, and then I'll throw one more since Polar Bear already got mentioned. Isaac Gifford, I thought was just a man. He he just played like a like a dude, and um, I, I I same thing there. I'm so excited to have him coming back. Um, he you know he would he would come up from his rover spot or whatever position it was that we were calling it that he played. I mean he's basically like you know you could say he's a safety, you could say he's a glorified outside linebacker or whatever it is. He would come up and just lay the wood, and um, just really enjoyed watching him play. And I love when our Lincoln kids uh, get on the field and show out and play some good ball for the Oscars. So, so those are my guys. Of course, of course, you know, a couple of defensive linemen in there, and we can even we could even call Butler a defensive lineman, even though he's probably more of an outside linebacker or rush end. So, those are my guys. Super excited hey. to have most of these guys coming back too. So I love yeah. that. Um, mm-hmm. All right, next category is, and uh, similar to. Uh, I feel like there's one we're all going to agree on here, but what needs to get better uh, in uh, what needs to improve by the time 2024 rolls around? Um, Anybody want to start on this one? I'll go Jeffrey. Uh, For just for my own mental health, like passing the ball confidently and effectively more, (laughs) most importantly, confidently. Passing the ball. (laughs) Throwing the pigskin. I, when I was when I watched games, was I the only one that whenever we dropped back to pass, I was like, "Oh shit, oh god!" Like just oh I, no, I, nine times out of ten, I knew something terrible was about to happen. <laughs> exactly. You just hold your breath. You just hold just your breath for my own mental well-being. We just have to figure that out. Which Rayla, when this drops, if you're listening, I feel like this is going to move the needle, and he's definitely coming now simply because of this podcast alone. Oh, um, we shouldn't have a problem with that. I he's was, listening I was, live, yeah. probably. Yep. Yeah, somehow he's hacked yeah. into this thing and listening right now. Right. Um, yeah. So passing the ball, like we we just have to figure that out. Like football fundamentals, we have to figure <laughs> out how to pass the ball. But I mean, this is going to be obvious. But we've got to figure out how to. We've been dealing with this forever. Win the close games for the love of God, man! Like yes. it's the same old yeah. story every week with us, where we find a way to just crap it down our leg when we should have this win when it's basically gifted to us. So we have to win close games. I know that sounds obvious, but it's, it's, it's just, that's the way we've been losing for so long that we have to figure that, that we have to fill that gap. So this, we've got to figure that shit out. Yeah. I think you're spot on. We got to get over the hump in those close games. And the way sharp talked about it was, uh, which I thought was really interesting was like, get, get to that, be that team where your baseline is seven or eight wins. Your baseline is not three or four or five wins. Like get to that. So go on, you, know, you get back together in January and you know, you're going to have at least seven wins. And then where do we find two or three more? 
Yeah. yeah. Right. Who, who are the, who are the teams maybe we're not supposed to beat that we beat? We got to get over that hump first. And he said, yeah. you know, the, the other thing he said was we got to turn the corner and be like, who are the winners in the program? And not suggesting that there's a bunch of losers in the program now, but how do we go to Michigan state and beat a two and six Michigan state team that's coming off of four losses in a row that everybody thinks we should win. How do we start winning those games and mm -hmm. turning the corner and making plays when we need to make plays, all that sort of thing. So um, to, that's really spot on Jeff. I love that. Matty O, what do you got? Um, you know, piggybacking a little bit off of all of those comments, offensive rhythm slash play calling. We have to find a way to get the offense. It, we've, and we've talked about this again. We've talked about this before, but it felt like it would be chunk play and then incomplete pass, incomplete pass, run, punt. And it was like, there, there never felt like there was any kind of rhythm with the offense. And I, for me, I, I blame that almost squarely on the offensive coordinator, the $1.4 million man, Marcus Satterfield. Um, but, you know, also we got to give the guy a little bit of grace um, that we know now for sure after 12 games of it, that that quarterback room, as much as we love William Wallace and how much of a battler and a warrior he was, that quarterback room was deficient. Um, so we were handcuffed a little bit on, um, I think what we could call, uh, even though, you know, coach Sats history, uh, would lend us to believe that there are more turnovers in his offenses. Um, I mean, for God's sakes, we were running option football and dialing up, you know, the belly G option patch, which we love, which was lovely. Which was lovely. which was lovely, Damn good. but Sexy. that is that was not part of the game plan going into the season. So I give right. him a little credit for adapting a little bit as much as he could. But then it's almost like okay, that that worked. Now let's go back to trying to do what we wanted to do in the first place. Right. And it's like okay, well wait a minute. We won three games in a row. Why are we trying to go back to what we what you know? Mm -hmm. Why go away from what was working? Yep. Um. So hopefully with you know another year. And understanding a lot of the personnel that's coming back, um, that'll look different. But I'm, you know, I'm I'm putting that squarely on the offensive staff. Like, let's get some rhythm going here. Yeah. Jeff mentioned the offensive line got better. Okay, use those guys. Run mm -hmm. the damn ball. So, and, and again, a personnel per, handcuff of personnel. Running back room was really banged up. Okay, but the, the bright side of that is we got to see Emmett Johnson and see what that kid can do. So now, you know, you get some guys back and you get Gabe Urban back healthy, hopefully, and and maybe add a guy or two somewhere. And, you know, then it's like, OK, let's let's be balanced. Let's run the damn ball. And, and maybe we got a quarterback that can actually throw a play action, a play action pass. And that's how we're going to win ball games, in my opinion. That's a good point. Just the consistency. I mean, you'd see that in game. Like we have three successful running plays in a row and then we would run like a reverse double reverse option pass hail mary yeah. three flicker or let's just go There's huck just it no consistency let's like, go huck, huck it huck it chuck it football after we just ran rolled off three runs for 30 yards and then it's like okay now let's throw on first down and throw on second down and then well, and now and we're third just, and long not just mm -hmm. throw like do like a straight drop back yeah right, and try and try to hit yeah. some back shoulder throw or something instead of like a simple rollout or a little play action or something like trying to make it easy on the guys. Nope. Let's see how smart we can be and, and draw up some yeah. ridiculous play that our guys are can't execute right now. Right. Yeah. 
1.4 million I I, I kind of can I call him Ted DiBiase? <laughs> <laughs> I think I might go with that. All right, Matty O, did you have anything else? No, offensive play calling and and or um offensive rhythm is my uh what needs to improve. All right, I so, like it. So no, number one on my list, that I, all I wrote was offense. Yeah, Pierre, I mean, <laughs> you could just say that. Yeah. Well, we, we didn't yeah. know we could just use one word. Yeah. So we, we've kind of beat the horse dead. The last thing I'll say on that is um, Marcus Satterfield has been actively out there trying to recruit new quarterbacks and recruit other players. Matt Rule has defended him. He's clearly coming back next year. All I'm going to say is I'm sure he's a nice man. I'm sure he's a good man. I don't wish any ill will toward him. No. If, if he happens to be flying a cargo plane full of rubber dog shit out of Kong Hong, <laughs> out of Hong Kong before this clock strikes 12 on New Year's Eve, I will not lose any sleep over that. I don't no. think that's likely at this point, um, but uh, I will not lose any sleep over that. No. And hey, you know um, what? For the record, you we're rooting for the guy. I yeah, mean, we, we don't gonna, want I mean, to be ripping apart our our offensive coordinator um, he's just week, week so to week. Times this yeah, he has yeah. deserved it. And so, we're going to call it like we see it, and and in the nicest way yeah. possible, tell him that he has he has sucked terribly, and we need him to get his shit together. And, and he needs to give some of that money to some of the other coaches to keep them around. <laughs> yeah, so, quit being selfish, Sat. <laughs> Greedy. Um, uh, the, the second. Could you oh, sorry, imagine? Go ahead, Jeff. I was just going to say that I, you're right. We're rooting for him. I want him to succeed, and I'm just curious if we do land a big time quarterback with some talent that can throw the ball. I'm just curious to see what that combination can look like too. That is something to kind of look forward to if we had just an effective quarterback that can pass the ball. Well, look, we, it's interesting because we can, you know, a lot could happen between now and signing day on Wednesday. And then we can technically add players in the portal through August, I think. Right. certainly through May. Yeah. But yeah. like, and there's a lot of young pieces to be excited about the young wide receivers, Jalen yeah. Lloyd, Malachi Coleman, Jaden Doss, um, Fedoni, um, mm -hmm. Emmett Johnson, you know, Gabe Irvin, Ramir Johnson are coming back in the running back room. A lot of the offensive line comes back. But like what we've heard consistently, a point Chattel made is they need more dudes. They yeah. need more playmakers. So I will yep. be very excited. Like, no one will be more excited than the Common Fan Podcast if we land Dylan Rayola, the number one high school quarterback in the country, but let's not pretend like we're going to expect a true freshman to come in and fix all everything that ails the offense, his first yeah. year of college football. So I need to see too, like what else are we addressing in the off season? Um, how are we, you know, if, if they get Rayola and Danny Kalen, that's a home run good for mm -hmm. them. But if they don't add anybody more senior or more experienced, then I'm really curious what that's going to look like in the spring and in, and in the fall of next year. So there's just a lot of questions still with the offense. Um, I've got two more um, similar to what you said. I put in game management. Yeah. So not, not just specific to the offense, but I think we saw maybe more than we expected. I think another thing Husker fans do is whenever we get a new coach and something goes well for a period of time, we say to ourselves and the game management was so much better than we've seen, but, but in reality, and, and there were times when that was true, but in reality, coming out of timeouts and not knowing what play to run or yeah. um, not, you know, the penalties I think got better, but then they started popping up at the very worst times against Wisconsin and Iowa, especially. Yeah. Um, and just some of the sort of, you know, some of it, I guess you would probably just attribute to year one stuff. 
So we'll give a little bit of grace there, but you'd, you'd really hope that stuff cleans up in, in, in year two under Matt rule. Right. Um, and then the last thing I put, so I had this, I didn't mention it. Uh, I didn't end up mentioning it a minute ago, but I had it on both my, what got better list and what needs to be better in 2024. I put special teams. And what I think about special teams this year was like special teams. It was kind of like, I don't know if you guys ever had that friend or, or friends who like the, the guy or the gal could like hammer out a paper at the last minute and get an A on it. Right. Or like not, you know, roll out of bed, forgot to study for the test and just like get the A on the, just cruise through no problem on the test. But then they like couldn't get out of their own way in other areas of life or something like that. Yeah. Like just couldn't, couldn't, you know, you know okay. yeah. You couldn't make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or something. Mm. That's what special teams felt like. We had some moments, baby. Uh, the Quentin Newsom, you talked about it. G off the block field goal against Purdue, returning that for a touchdown. We had multiple fake punts that worked. Um, we had what we have two block field goals against Iowa alone. So there was definitely like things we haven't seen that got, you know, in a long time and like guys were making plays, things got better. And then there were some terrible inconsistencies, whether it was missed field goals or bad mm -hmm. punts, especially yeah. bad punts at the absolute worst time. Right. Yeah. Right. Not being um, able to, not being able to pin a team down inside yeah. the 15 or something, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So you just love to see again with another year of tutelage. I don't know if you tweak the personnel there in any way. I think Tristan Alvano in particular, the young kicker has a bright future. So I think there's a lot to be hopeful about there, but it does need to get better. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, At least more consistent. Yeah. 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 I think the coverage teams were a lot better too. I think the return teams again were a little bit more of a mixed bag. Yeah, we didn't get we didn't not that I can I mean I can't remember us we didn't give up any re return touchdowns or anything like that. So that's good because no, that I think the, the felt like that good. felt like that happened quite a bit. The you know the five or six seven years prior it was like oh like I remember we I think we were playing maybe Wisconsin or somebody or I think there was a, maybe it was a Rutgers I don't know uh, but I remember we uh, scoring and be like okay here we go we got a ball game. And then the next kickoff return touchdown. Yes. It's like, oh, yeah, that, my God. That happened like three or four times going back to like Riley or Pelini or something. I feel like that happened multiple times. Where there was like, that one, there was that one kid that, uh, that went to Wisconsin and then and ran a kickback against us and then went to transfer to Rutgers <laughs> right. and then the did it to us again. <laughs> it was like Crookshank or something was his name. Crookshank, Crookshank, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I forgot about that guy. Oh, and, and you're like, wait a minute. Wait a minute, that's the same freaking guy? I'm like, are you kidding me? Dude, also, like that guy, that guy's all, all name team. Oh, yeah. Crookshank. Yeah. Crookshank. What a name. Yeah, that is a, a oh. fantastic name. Shit, no, that's so funny. true. So um so that got better. Uh, and I think, you know, you again, you just want to see you want to see continued improvement there. All right, guys, common fans. We have one more kind of like real category, and then we have a really fun one that we're gonna end with. Uh, end with. So bear with us. Um uh, the next one is reasons for optimism going into 2024. Matteo, why don't you start us off on this one? Well, you know, I, I feel like we've we've kind of mentioned some of the reasons for optimism. You know, my my big one is um, having a year under under our belt with Rule and him having a year under his belt uh, with Nebraska. And I think um, that first year for a coach at Nebraska is it can be kind of eye-opening right yeah. um 
there i think you get a little bit more of a taste of what a real fishbowl it really is i think we he's got that you know that's out of the way he knows what he's dealing with now um but i think between tony white and the defense um and the guys we got coming back you know i kind of mentioned this when we had gary sharp on but you know when you have guys coming back for their 6th year of college football that says yeah. something about where they think that this thing is headed and yeah. wanting to be a part of something bigger. Um, sure. Cause that's, I mean, that's such a grind, like to be, to be a, a college student and play college football. I mean, I know that they're, they probably have a light class schedule in the fall, um, but to have to go to class and be at practice and be at workouts and you're traveling with the team to go to away games and all that stuff to say, you know what, I'm signing up for one more year of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that says a lot about what, you know, how they're doing down there in terms of ruling the coaching staff. And they've got these guys excited. And these guys, the Ty Robinson and John Bullock um, and Gifford, these guys coming back that don't have to come back. Um, yeah. I think that says a lot. So I'm optimistic about that. Um I'll have a hell of a lot more optimism for 2024 if we've got a better idea of what our quarterback room is going to look like. Yeah. Um, but there's enough already that I, from from seeing how this season went in 2023 for me to be absolutely s- stoked for our, for fall 2024 and how this thing's going to go, and especially looking at, at you know how the schedule lines up for us. Yeah. Um, well said, Jeffrey. Uh, well, optimism wise, I mean, let's just be state the obvious here this last week has given me plenty of optimism about where we're going and what we're trying to do and not just the quarterback prospects in general why that that's great i mean obviously the number one sought after quarterback and we think we might have landed him is more than enough reason to be optimistic in 2024 but just our aggressiveness i guess of just pursuing these these recruits um right off right out the gate you know what i mean the season ends and boom we're on it and we always say that we win the off season, but we do. I mean, I, this last week has been more exciting than some of the Husker games I watched this season. Like it's just, it's an exciting time. And the, just that aggressiveness and that approach just gives me confidence that these guys know what they're doing. They know what we need and they know that they have a chance at getting it. And they just, they yes. grind their asses off and I love it. Matt rule understands it. He, I know we always talk about this and say he gets it and it's cliche to say, but he gets it. (laughs) He understands it. He, he knows what we need at these key positions. He knows that it's not going to be easy to get these recruits. And that's why you see it. He's just good with words, press conferences, his halftime speeches. I just, it gives me a whole ton of faith and optimism and years past where I just, it just seems like it was radio silence in the off season and previous coaches. I just, I like the way he does it. At least we, we know where he's at. We know what he's doing last season before 2023. You always knew where Matt rule was at. He was always tweeting. He was always letting us know that he was out there working his ass off. And it doesn't look like that's going to change at all for in the coming future in the off season. So it gives me hope. Like you said, yeah. hanging on hope. I love it. I think no, it's, awesome. it's think and it's, it's good. It's good. It's good to have like to see like, okay, these guys appear to know what they're doing and appear to have a plan and right. what they need to bring in. It's not just throwing darts at a wall and say, oh, hey, mm-hmm. this guy's got this guy's a four star recruit. Let's recruit yep. him. It's like there's there. It seems like there's 
they're smart about what they want in their personnel and they're what they're going to go after, how they're going to approach it. Like I follow Ed Foley on Twitter, our special teams coordinator. And I love this thing that he does. He's been, he did it last year. He's doing it this year. He just, he just tweets pictures of whatever Nebraska high school he's at. Like, yeah. and he's, and he's, and he's eating, eating at like these local restaurants and stuff. I absolutely love that. He's, and he's that, often tweeting pictures of the meal he's eating. Yes. Which is awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, and it's always, that's always something that looks t- so unhealthy. Uh, and fried chicken. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but I think it's great. And you, you know, that all these coaches around the state of Nebraska have to absolutely love him and love this coaching staff because yeah. they are tr- they are trying and grinding so hard with with the in state guys and that goes a long way guys like I mean I mean I hate to be like well remember we look back in the nineties but we had so many really good in state guys and a lot of a lot of which maybe started as walk ons so I mean there's still you still that 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 foundation and building that program and building the culture. There have to be some of those in-state guys that will just bleed and sweat for the program that might never even see the field. And then you know, maybe they turn out to be a John Bullock and and just work their ass off and end up and end up getting serious playing time, getting a black shirt or something. You know, so that stuff goes a long way. I love it. That's great, great stuff, Jeff. Yep, yep. Love it, Jeffrey. Love it, Matthew. Um, I'll throw in my two cents really quickly. Um, number one reason for optimism for me, we've already talked about it, is the defense. Um, mm-hmm. Here's what's interesting, though, guys. We know how good the defense was in 2023, and then we talked about how young the defense was and how many guys are coming back. Taking it one step further, I just pulled up the scholarship distribution chart. What's really exciting is to look at – you can go down, yes, guys who are juniors about to be seniors were contributors, but you look at – Guys who are sophomores and freshmen, you know, um, Mikai Bayer, the G is silent. Uh, Jamari Butler, <laughs> Chief Borders. Can you say his first um, name one more time? I think it's Mikai. Did I get that right? I think oh, I said the it right. G is silent. I really, honestly, I think it's it is Bayer. It's Bayer for sure, and I said it right. So shut your mouth. Um, Mikai, isn't it Mikai? I don't know. That's what I said. Um, <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, tomato, print, tomato. Yeah, yeah. Split hairs here. <laughs> Prince Will U- Uman Mielin. Yes. Adio, one of your favorites. He's a oh, freshman. Yes. Um, Cam, Cam yeah. Lenhart, another freshman. Yeah. Like these guys were yeah. not just on yeah. the field, they were making plays. Um, who's the guy, the transfer? I'm not even sure if he's on scholarship that we gave him a corn cob. Uh, why am I blanking on his name? Oh, Number Williams. 90. James Williams. James Williams. James yeah. Williams. So I think that's what's exciting is. Um, not only was the defense excellent, not only are almost all of them coming back, a lot of them will be here for more than just one more year. And so that gives me a lot of optimism. A good defense, as we've seen, can win you a lot of games and keep you in almost every game. And so if we can see some improvement, boy, if the D can take another step and then we can see some improvement from some of these other sides, of the, you know, the offense and special teams, game management, all these things, um, I think we have a lot of reason to be optimistic. Um, I had two more. The next one is just, it's year two. So we've talked about this a little bit. I, I do believe every head coach deserves a lot of grace in year one. Mm-hmm. Transition years are always difficult. You're putting in a new system on, on offense, a new system on defense. So you're like learning new things just on the X's and O's front. The players are learning new things. And then you're, you know, everything's different. 
Right. Most guys are playing for a different position coach than the one who recruited them. They're playing for a different offensive or defensive coordinator, different head coach, all these things, expectations. We talked about rule laying the foundation. We think that's generally a positive, but that's also an adjustment for all the players, right? Yeah. So your one is it's, it's rare that your one goes well, or just things go great right out of the game. Right. Um, and so I just think year two, I'm really excited to see the growth and the leap that the team takes because they're all so much more familiar with coach rule. They've all been sort of ingrained into the system, that sort of thing. So I'm excited about year two, just for the general big picture reasons. And then the last thing I wrote, uh, this is a, taking a little bit of a leap of faith, but it's the quarterback situation. Um, mm. I'd love to see us add dudes at other positions as well. Don't get me mm. wrong. But I think we know some more consistent quarterback play this year probably gets us another one to two to three wins probably. Yeah, right? for sure. Um, and so hopefully, you know, you know, we're taking. Hopefully, we're going to get Rayola. Hopefully, Kalen sticks with his commitments. I still think there's room then to add a more seasoned guy, or maybe Purdy takes a leap um, as sort of as sort of a, one of the guys who can win you some games. I don't know exactly what that looks like. But we know the coaching staff is prioritizing bringing in new dudes for the quarterback room. We they they clearly know it needs to get better, and so I think that's really encouraging. And hopefully, it does get better. All right, good call. Hey guys, that was a really good uh, season review. That was a really good twenty twenty three season yeah. recap. Well Very done. Well thought out. Look at us. Well Excellent. All right, we got we got Excellent. one more really fun topic area i don't know if you guys saw this um our dear friend uh barb from decatur uh wrote wrote into the e email uh, emailed us again and that's mm. uh, for any common Love fans barb. who want to any common fans who want to contribute uh that's a common fan gbr at gmail.com um barb with a really insightful question with the jeff sims amigos combo meal now in retirement oh. i would love i would love to hear suggestions for new Husker inspired Amigos combo meals to help get the common fans through the off season signed extra ranch with mine, please. Barb from Decatur. Thank you, Barb. Uh, we, just, we love Thanks, you, Barb. Barb. Thanks for the contribution as always. Love it. Can I just so say guys, before we even jump into it, it's, it's a secret menu you, item still. You can still get it. You just have the, to ask the, for the it, Jeff okay? Sims combo. Still yeah, there. Yeah. Yep. How recent, how, re how, how recently, how much, you know, when's the last time you went with the Jeff Sims? I want to say two weeks ago. So it's fairly recent. Okay. Okay. And I mean, it's, I, I mean, it's a significant price reduction. I mean, for what you get eight ninety nine, if you were to order that, just handpicking those things off the menu individually, you're looking at like $14. So yeah. It's a, it's a big savings. Well, and I think we need to shout out, we've had a couple of common fans, um, uh, Paul, and uh lucas had sent the uh the the program them right. them actually yep. a live video of them ordering the jeff sims combo <laughs> meal hey and if you so if somebody wants to do that this week we want to know i think we'd kind of like to know idea. if it's still if they will still honor that Common uh, fans. honor that jeff you. sims combo and maybe even if you want to you know video yourself asking the uh the amigos uh drive-through workers uh, if they know, if they've heard anything about who they, who the, uh, who corporate amigos corporate might be looking at uh, for next fall, <laughs> we would, we would like to know. I just Any insight? We'd love, that. we'd love to break the news. We'd love to be uh, Woodward and Bernstein here. Do -do 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 ordering the Jeff Sims combo, videotape it, post it on social media. We'd love to see it. Yes. So Bar Barb's email inspired a little bit of a, a widening of this topic. Here's what we put on our agenda, sort of our, our outline or our criteria for the episode. 
who should take over the amigos combo meal so which player and then what other here's how i wrote it guys and then i broke my own rule but i wrote it as what other player slash restaurant sort of um, team ups matchups would you like to see in 2024 i actually expanded it i didn't it wasn't i have a few examples they're not all restaurants some of them are local businesses or institutions so oh, okay hope you guys are okay with that so if you guys uh, uh, just we're just putting it out there amigos or otherwise yeah um, um uh matteo what do you have on this one well see I, I i struggled a little bit with the amigos part but i mentioned how much i love jamari butler so the best i could do there and this is nothing sexy or not that great but it was the the butler burrito combo for amigos mm. okay mm. Okay. Now, I, I had that, so that's that's all I had for the Amigos part. So if you want me to go forward with my other possible, okay, um, we we would we would. How right about how about this one? I'm a, I think it's documented on the pond. I'm a big Thomas Fedoni fan. I think with oh. that last name Fedoni, I mean he's he's got, he got to be Italian, right? So I've got. Uh, Somebody local. I, I'm a big Vincenzo's fan here in Lincoln, down in the Haymarket. I haven't had Napoli's. Um, I know they've got a couple of locations. Delicious. I think fantastic. here. Jeff says it's fantastic. How about so a good. Fedoni Rigatoni at one of these places, <laughs> huh. or something Italian? But the, that that kind of had the, the, the rhyme, you know, the name pop. The Fedoni yep. Rigatoni. Yes. You know, Love maybe it. even get him in a commercial. Have him, you know, kind of put on a. A good fellas uh type suit or something like a three piece number. Uh oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah, good good, man. You know, playing, kinda... uh, play, playing all the stereotypes. Good, man. <laughs> no, right. Thank you. Hey, Godfathers has done it for years. I mean, they had <laughs> the guy fair. do it. Right? <laughs> That's, fair. That's fair. So I got that. Fedoni Rigatoni. Um, me and Mrs. Owens are huge, huge Zesto fans. We love it, we love a good okay. ice cream. Okay. Um, yeah. In the warmer months, when the when the old school Zesto is still open, and it was like Eleventh and South, we get the kids to bed, and I'd run quick down to Zesto, make sure I had cash because they only take cash at that location. Get us a couple of mixins, okay? If you've never had Zesto, the mixin the mixin is like their version of the Blizzard, okay? Mm, okay. So I'm thinking Zesto. What goes with Zesto? How about a polar bear Sunday? Love or a, or right. a polar bear a polar bear peanut butter cup mixin. Ooh, okay. Delicious. How delicious. about that? Now I don't know if Zesto if the good folks at Zesto have the marketing budget for that uh to pay a guy. Um but it so could maybe, be some just maybe something out of goodwill. Maybe right? add no? a couple maybe add a couple of bucks onto the cost of it. You pass that right that sponsorship. There we right go. To right to the customer, right to polar bear. And then it goes straight to the polar bear. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, now the the last one I had, and I don't have any kind of name for this or anything like that, but being the runs attic that I am, and I'm not going to hear any runs of slander from you, Jeff. Yeah, you keep your <laughs> you keep your mouth shut, Geoff. <laughs> I would love to see Runza get into this get into this thing, get into the get into the nil ball game, and yeah. I don't it's think there's hard. any I don't think there's anyone better than if we get Dylan Raiola to do a Raiola Runza meal. Um, kind of had that same idea, and if and whatever everyone might be his favorite, you go, you go classic, go the original, or go cheese. Maybe there's something weird, maybe something uh, really cool, or something really sexy that, that I don't even know about. Um, <laughs> maybe we can go that route with with Dylan. Maybe he can come up with his own right runs of. I think we should let him <laughs> if he wants to. We should let him. Whatever he wants um, to. Do. But yeah, go and go with the Rayola runs a meal. Maybe you, you know throw in some some frings with that um, cider ranch for dipping. 
because uh, Amigos Ranch runs a ranch. It's a pretty dead heat. We might have to do a poll sometime on which people prefer, but they're both very, very good. Um, so that's those are mine. Those are my picks for those. Um, that was outstanding, Matteo. That's pretty. Good, I'd love dude. to see him happen. I'd love to see him happen. Well, the reason runs is not in this game or in this world, Matt. Is I mean, can you imagine how hard it is to pitch to somebody? Hey, like, would you endorse this? Don't you do it? Beef and cabbage. Don't hot you? Pocket? You. I mean, I mean, what a sales pitch, right? Shut your damn mouth, <laughs> You. This is such Nebraska slander. In your this, whatever, it is so much more than a what? beef and it's so much more, so much more than a beef and cabbage hot. Pocket. Okay, this is for, food. For $5 food. Or you can put some cheese in it too for five dollars. That is inaccurate. That is inaccurate. And then Jeff, this yeah, is Tuesdays. They're giving those no, things away for free. They're not. This is food just like grandma right, used to make, yeah. Jeff. Offloading inventory. Food just like those, grandma used to make. I remember those commercials right, with the old well, lady in the commercial. I remember there, that. There and the those. Temperature Tuesday is marketing genius, Jeff. Who goes there and just goes, yeah, I'm just going to do the Temperature Tuesday. You still have to buy the drink and the fries. And then who's just getting that? And they're like, oh, you know what? Throw in a couple of cookies. or they, You know what? Let me get an extra order of fry. Nice it's drink, genius. Yeah, there goes our sponsorship opportunity with Runza. Anyway, Damn it. Uh, <laughs> I gotta be honest. Most of the time when I go to Runza, I get a burger, but uh, but I don't, I, yeah. don't I don't hate the Runza. Though. Well, they do have a great burger. Runza is fantastic. And run <laughs> yeah, if anyone's yeah. listening, then, a Runza like out of Runza. Runza. I do. And they have I... excellent fries too. Um, yeah, for sure. Ranch so is good too. I, I'm gonna go next because I expect either some really awesome things from Geoff and Lincoln, or just some weird stuff. So I would like Geoff <laughs> to go last. Um, so as far ideas. as as far as who takes over the Amigos combo special, I didn't have an idea of like what the special should be. Right. Um, but I just, my thought was Ty Robinson takes it over. Yeah. Let's get similar, him some. You know, yeah. Similar to you, Matteo. Like my thought was like, my first thought was, well, whoever plays quarterback should take it over. And then I was like, well, we had three quarterbacks this year. Like that doesn't seem like a sustainable situation quite yet. So let's yeah. get like, we know Ty Robinson is going to be a leader on the team. He's going to, you know, play all your, knock on wood hopefully he stays healthy and all that but like let's just give it like somebody who's going to be like steady what do you what do you want from your amigos combo meal you want it to be the same every time you want it to be steady you want it to be reliable you want it to be you know delicious uh so i think not that you know the ty robinson is steady delicious reliable or not delicious steady reliable and uh consistent um so i think ty robinson for the amigos combo meal I had help. I'm going to give shout out to my wife, Sally Shannon, and my two boys. The baby Charlotte is a little too young to really uh, uh, have this conversation yet. So Charlotte was there, uh, just uh, provide, good for morale. Uh, but the two boys, the two boys, two boys, Michael and Hudson, like literally I didn't come up with any one of these. All My entire family helped me come up with these. And so it was awesome. So the first one Michael came up with on his own, he came up with both um, the, the partnership idea and then the idea for what the actual special would be. I can't wait for this. So, so his idea was that the polar bear would have a partnership with the Lincoln Zoo. And okay. If 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 the if the polar bear gets a sack in a game, then for the next um the next week entry fee is half off for any. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. I was like, super That's great. proud of that. Lincoln yeah. Zoo, if you're listening. Yeah, let's Lincoln go. Zoo. Hello. Take heed in this advice. Yeah, Brilliant. and maybe John Chapo. Hey, John Chapo, you listening? 
<laughs> and maybe even maybe even you know if you can show your ticket to the game maybe a couple a couple of free leaves to feed to the giraffes i don't know i don't know happen yeah um the second one the second one was this was hudson the six-year-old and my wife they kind of came up with this one together um for whatever reason they thought that um the heine dog Sounded like a good idea. So the Heinrich okay. Harburg, Heinrich okay. Harburg hot dog. I don't know if it was the okay. age thing or whatever, but I feel like the Heine, the Heine dog, dog. kind of sounds good. Right? Heine dog. It sounds so awesome. They, were, they proposed like a partnership between Harburg and Fairberry brand hot dogs. Okay. Right. Brilliant. Right? And just mm-hmm. sell, selling the Heine dog. I don't know if you do that. Maybe you do that in the grocery store. Maybe you sell it at the stadium. I don't know where you sell it. What do you, what do you put on the Heine dog? What do you put on it? Jeff, that's a, that's, a, that's a very individual, personal decision. That if you do anything be, but mustard, you're disgusting. People should be allowed to make on their own. Okay. Um, uh, I, I, look, I agree. I, normally, I get multiple hot dogs, and so on at least one of them, I go only mustard. But then mm-hmm. sometimes on the others, you know, I kind of roll around in the dirt. I'll do ketchup. I'll do mustard. I'll do relish. I'll do whatever you got. Whatever I, sitting around hot sauce, whatever. I ventured into dill relish this last year for the first time ever. Oh, I bet you did. <laughs> Delicious. I can't believe I've been missing out on that for so long. Damn, yeah, it was I'll good. do some. I'll do some relish. Yeah. I, I can yeah. go without. I can go without ketchup on a hot dog. I feel like that's, I, that's I, child's I, play. I go without. It, I can go without anything on a hot dog. I just eat the hot dog. It doesn't Absolutely. matter. I go, I go I've done that too. Especially, especially the deli- one. Oh yeah, right. the delicious. A delicious Fairbury hot dog, especially. I'm not mm. joking, guys. Now this was over a decade ago. I've eaten a hot dog cold without a bun, like just just a hot dog. Oh yeah, I'm not joking. Chopped it's been years. It's been years, but I've I've was, done that. I was yeah. single. I was single. I think it what it was. I was single, and my brother sent everybody like Omaha steaks, uh, packages mm-hmm. uh, for for being in his wedding. And so, like, I got back from a late night at the bars, and I had no food at my house other than yep. this dog. And for whatever reason, like, didn't even warm it up. Like, I didn't have buns. Wow. I didn't have ketchup, and I didn't even warm yeah. it up. I just ate the ate the hot dog cold. So. My my follow up question to that though is along the line, not to get too off topic here, but have you ever used a piece of bread as a bun? Yeah. Of oh like, sure. Oh, of course. Oh yeah. Of course. Been yes. there. Yeah. Yeah. Who hasn't done that? Yes. <laughs> um, the last one, I got to give credit to to my Michael boy again, the nine year old. So this one, we were. I was trying to think of other ideas. We were going through the list of restaurants in Lincoln, and so I said the oven. And he like oh, he said, Indian food. He said, I was just said, there. Uh, listen to this. Listen to this. He said, um, "What about Jalen Lloyd? Um, and if he scores a touchdown, it's the you got toasted special at Boom. the oven because you know <laughs> he, he toasted somebody and ran by him. And so wow. you know, I don't know. I'm not an Indian food connoisseur, so I don't know what like the foods. Maybe it's a free get that kid into marketing. Maybe TJ. it's a free. Exactly. I know. I know. Good Lord, get him some. So, uh, some yeah. You get you get you some free garlic naan or some onion kulcha or something like that at the oven. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So yeah, the, you guys are like, yeah, okay, yeah, mm, sure, yep, sure. There's the Jalen Lloyd. Um, you got toasted, you got toasted special. So I like them. Anyway. Hats That's off awesome. to, to Sally Shannon, my wife, and and the yeah. boys, Michael and Hudson. I didn't come up with any of these. So great job by the Burkle fam. Good job. Good job, fam. And and Charlotte just there, being there for morale. Yeah. She's, I mean, picking everybody. up everyone's spirits. Yeah, Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly. All right. All right, G off. What do you got, buddy? Uh well, 
I have a few ideas. One of them, Owens actually stole, so I'm going to have to come up with something on the fly here. Yeah. But, um, I don't think there's a player right now, at least in my opinion, that's deserving of that Jeff Sims combo. Mm. I think that... Oh, because Jeff did deserve it. <laughs> I think we deserve it. The common fans deserve it. The people that. deserve it, damn it. The fans people deserve the combo. combo. So, amigos, oh I'm a loyal customer. I go there at least once a week, typically on Fridays. I, uh, I spend how's your, how's your cholesterol? Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> blood pressure is terrible too. Uh, <laughs> that's probably more from the year decades of smoking. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> that too. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, we need to have our name on that now. If you're listening, amigos, common fan combo. It just see, it sounds good. Ooh, the common I fan like combo. That. We I do like the exact that. same thing though. It's a soft shell taco. Chris meat burrito, Mexi fries, and then a drink. The only thing I would add to it is you need to have complimentary cheese and complimentary ranch. Throw yeah. that. I'm tired of paying for that shit. I'm sorry. You're giving me this little Dixie cup full of cheese sauce, and you're charging me an arm and a leg for it. Just give it to us for free as part Jeff, of the combo meal. That's Jeff, the only Jeff. thing I would change. But count, Amigos, count, seriously. Count, counterpoint. What? Do you think? Do you think? Do you think Amigos has a tree in the back that grows ranch and cheese? I do. On? They, they got to pay for that do. stuff. No, there's, labor, there's labor costs for that. As, as much as I disagree, there's, there's ingredients. As like, much as think? I disagree with Runza's principles about beef and cabbage, they at least give me free ranch when I go. They there. do do they that at Runza. The good people at Runza. It's free. So don't give me that. All right, I don't want to hear that, Teej. No, I will all give right? you that. I will give you that. So the common fan combo. That's one. I, I, like I was that. gonna. I was going to rope in a Rayola reference about Runza's or maybe at least a, a Runza cheeseburger. But since Matt stole that, the only thing I can really think of is we haven't really incorporated Valentino's into anything. Pizza at the games. Yeah. I, it's good. It's a little overpriced, but it's good. Um, I love Valentino. That's, yeah. First of all, I love Valentino's. And I feel like anybody who grew up in Nebraska especially loves Valentino's. But second of all, for whatever reason, like that slice at the game, Oh, it's the best it's, Val. It's songs. good. It's yeah. different. Yeah. It's different. It's different, in, in, a really, it's different yeah. in a really good way. And also, mm -hmm. like, I could eat like eight of them. Yeah. yeah. Un, right. Yeah, you don't get full off of them. It's crazy. Yeah. And you charge, and they charge you an arm and a leg for it too. It's brilliant. Are, you, are you George Costanza? Like, <laughs> I'm so no kidding. Cheap, the cheap little leprechaun. I mean, taking donations from the for the human fund here shortly. Gio's <laughs> probably got like. Four different GoFundMe's out there that we don't even know about <laughs> under right. under fake names. Yep. <laughs> right, I'm just kidding, Jeff. I love you. So, so like, uh, although, 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 you know, the common fans probably need to know that we got a um, we got a text from the commissioner of our fantasy football league this week, and uh, who hasn't fully paid up on their dues? <laughs> I forgot. Guess who? Guess who? Guess who? It went to sixty dollars. Right? Guess who? The mustachioed madman, <laughs> Jeff and Lincoln. I owe ten. I paid fifty listen, like we have in years past. I'm so sue me. I forgot well, it's listen, 60. When, when it comes time to for for martinis and sushi with the wife, we got no problem paying <laughs> no, the bills. No problem but, coughing you know, it up. Are are we paying our full fantasy that, football that bills? The, are the kids getting Christmas gifts? Nobody knows. <laughs> and his, know. and then he also he also no he I think he had paid, but he. He didn't realize that like three years ago we we upped it from fifty bucks to sixty bucks for the season. Uh -huh. and he's like, yep. oh, oh, it's sixty. You know damn well he knew it was sixty bucks. He's trying to get off with a discount. <laughs> Maybe pitch will forget or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. That extra ten dollars would have got me another slice of Valentino's pizza at the game. So <laughs> <laughs> probably two. Would have got you two, yeah. Jeff. Yeah, with the with a tip to the young kid working too. Yeah. Um. 
Well, now I just Rayola. I just does do it. Does does Valentina serve like anything but pizza now? Like at their old buffet. Oh, sure. Like I used to oh, love going there. They got the pasta, buffet. lasagna. Yeah. Okay, ravioli. Rayola ravioli. Oh, I like that. Be a good like little that. combo. Yeah, Rayola ravioli. Um, I miss the buffet. By the way, it used to be a Christmas tradition that yeah. we'd take the kids to go to see Santa, and then we would always go to Val's like the giant buffet on seventy yeah. every year. Uh, stupid COVID just destroyed that, and it's no longer. Um, so I think that, that's a good one. I mean, we haven't incorporated Valentino's. Um, this one <laughs> we've mentioned Fairberry, and I don't know if you guys frequent Omigos enough to know. Are you familiar with the Yankee? My kids have been obsessed with that lately. The Yankee burrito. It's, it's, it's like a like, hot dog yeah. like wrapped in a tortilla, right? <laughs> like kind of like it's almost like the McRib. I think they only yeah. bring it back like on special. <laughs> like you were telling me about it. I'm like, I, I was like, oh, wow, that's awesome. In my head, I'm like, that sounds awful. That sounds disgusting. I've, I've never personally had one, but I thought, could, could you pair the Fairberry brand hot dog with Amigos and do marriage that, those two together and do their own Yankee, but you could call it together a, a Fairberry Fedoni, Fairberry <laughs> Amigos together to become one. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and just I've only, I only I said Fedoni a Fairberry instead of calling it a Yankee, we'll just call it a Fairberry Fedoni. Just give me a Fedoni, please. And wow. usually it's I, hot yeah, I don't hate that idea. I don't I hate that idea. Cool. It's, and I love it because it's I, like a mythical thing that's like the McRib that you don't see all creature. The time. <laughs> I would I would order that all the time. I would order I would eat that with Mexi fries. I would. I would too. You know, it's in 20, you know, early 20s, Matt. Again, yeah, TJ, you mentioned, you know, being a single guy coming home from the bar or something like that. I would crush one of those things. Like <laughs> oh, for me God. now as a as a 41-year-old man, I'm like, dear God. But if you're like 22, 23 years old and just got back from downtown Lincoln, like, my yeah. God, absolutely, I would eat one of those things. No, let's I'll be take clear. You, Fidoni, we, 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 us in our 20s, we'd eat three or four of those things, Matt. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> and also get some Mexi Fry nachos to go with it, too. Boom. Absolutely. I only had one more. And you guys know this because I hold this place near and dear to my heart. But High V needs to get in on this game, too. Um, Chinese Express, specifically. Oh, uh, yes. former, former employer. Yeah. Your former employer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, didn't really abide by any food handlers laws when I worked there. Sorry, people that bought Chinese food from the Chinese Express. The, from the like statute of limitations. It's been 20 years, Jeff. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, kind of like how McDonald's, the local McDonald's does like the Big Mac sack. Could they do like a promotion where if we score like a running touchdown in any capacity, you get like. The, you get a crab, cr- a box of crab run goons. As <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. It shouldn't be that funny. I mean, run I mean, goons, <laughs> just, just really just a big stretch, or like oh. a a box of uh egg egg rollouts, egg rollouts. And it's just anytime we score a touchdown or get a sack, or I I think crab run goon is awesome. Crab run goon. I mean, um, I feel like that's so ridiculous. It would actually work. I, yeah, I, I think mean, it works. It's, it's so weird and out there that, yeah, people would show up for that. I love crab run goon, by the way. It's like the best Same. Chinese food ever. I could just eat that alone. I don't well, even I need also, I also haven't. I also haven't been to 
to um i haven't gotten chinese food from hy-vee in a lot in probably decades but i mm. remember loving it so i feel like, like yeah give me an excuse to go there and i think people would go there you know absolutely so i also your... i just want to point out as a as a high schooler i also was a hy-vee employee as you guys may rec- i don't mm. know yeah, sure the one on 70th 70 the pioneers yeah yeah there was, there's a few there's there? a few of you guys there yeah, yeah. i didn't i didn't but i know there was a there was a handful yeah those were some yeah. times all right Play well on. listen uh common fans uh we want to we want to put the let the word go forth from this time and place to friend and foe alike uh send us your ideas um you can you can tweet at us you can email us commonfangbr at gmail.com if you have other ideas for uh, whatever kind of creative specials, now that these players can get paid, let's help them out. Yeah. Uh, whatever kind of creative specials, whether it's a restaurant or a retailer or some other business in Lincoln uh, or Nebraska or whatever it might be, uh, any kind of partnership, uh, let us know because this was a lot of fun. Yeah. And Amiga, I, feel like, I feel like we just we need to like start putting Listen these to out, out into the world uh already. don't steal our ideas yeah. well, no, we just put it out there and yeah let them uh let let these people run with it all right excellent uh excellent full season review guys huskers end the year five and seven we all know the drill on that front but a lot to be hopeful for yeah we're all we're all on rayola watch watch as of 10:55 p.m. Rayola it's watch. like yeah, yeah it's like anchorman and <laughs> watch and don't watch <laughs> A La Jolla man clings to life. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Anchor man reference. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, all right, Matt Jeff, any final thoughts? No, you know what? It was a good. It was a good fun season. I think. Yep. Like we've we've detailed it. It's there's a lot to look forward to, guys. I think we've got the right man in charge, and he's got some good guys working with him, and we've got some good good players with good uh good futures i think ahead of a lot of a lot of this a lot of guys and uh i'm excited yeah I, it's been a fun season there's more to come listeners so even though football's not in session right now plenty more content coming your way i also forgot honorable mention for hated coach can't stand brian kelly that guy is a pos can't stand him jeff brian kelly i don't know his coach is lsu like i know i well I don't like him. You guys know the story behind Brian Kelly. Come on. Don't play yeah, this game. Well, right? we, know, we know a little you know, bit this about is, the guy. The, the episode's ending, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> We're wrapping up the episode. Uh, no, it's okay. Um, Jeff tried to sneak in some sort of uh, Notre Dame reference. Like, yeah, weird. Like a weird, like a weird what? Notre Dame reference. Like the guy's not even there anymore. anymore. I don't like him anymore. I don't, right? He's just, I don't like him. Okay. You asked for coaches I don't like, and I, you didn't specify the rules, so I don't like Brian Kelly. That's true. That hey, is true. Um, Matt, uh, note to self: Let's figure out how to uh, mute other people on Zoom. Um, <laughs> I got you. The, I can do that. The next episode. Okay. Cool, yeah. Cool. All right. Let's talk about that. <laughs> All okay. right, fans. Uh, thanks for joining. Thanks for joining us for the end of season review. Um, uh, we're putting this out ASAP. So uh, we're excited this last week leading up to Christmas. We're going to have at least one more guest, uh, probably have a couple more episodes before the end of the year. And then like Jeff said, we're not going anywhere. We're coming back bigger and better than ever in 2024. But for now, thanks for joining us. GBR for life. <laughs>